final round. Welcome to Button Mash, the show where we mash all your video game content for the week for you to listen to at the press of a single button. My name is Roger, and with me, as usual, I have Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello. So, special episode today, we've got a guest on. Uh, First time we have a streamer on board. So we have Anomaly. Um, Welcome, Anomaly. Hello, thank you. It's good to be here. Hey! Good to have you on. Pretty excited to have, because um, it, it's streaming is something that I've looked at from the outside for quite a while, and like I don't watch a lot of streams, but it interests me if that makes any sense at all. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, pretty excited to to speak to someone who's, um, yeah, who, who does it. You, you stream pretty much every day, don't you? Yeah, that's yeah. the plan every day. Eight awesome, o'clock. awesome. Do so, you, so you, do you have? A full-time job and then you have like streaming as well yeah i work a full-time 40 to 50 hour day job wow dedication there's yeah. only 24 hours in a day by the way it's full on jeez that's crazy <laughs> wow well that's I mean, good fun i do it because i love it so yeah, exactly you'll find time yeah, yeah absolutely i just don't find time for sleep but who needs that <laughs> who needs to sleep when days? you're dead yeah <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how you got into streaming in the first place sure so i actually originally started out as a league of legends streamer so as a player first um in the community that i was playing with friends i was playing with a couple of people with streaming i thought that was pretty cool the way that you could you know just fire up a stream and be chatting to people who weren't just the ones in your game Mm -hmm. um so i decided to give it a go um fell in love with it pretty much straight away uh for me Streaming is basically my social life, apart from when I'm at conventions. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really leave my house. Like, I work from home during the day and then obviously at night as well. And so I just started streaming. I used to stream seven or eight hours a day after doing my full-time work as well. So oh, I was wow. a little bit little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I just started streaming League of Legends. I was living in New Zealand at the time. Yep. Moved back to Australia and had a bit of a transition period where, you know, setting up in a new house and everything like that. And then found H1Z1 and fell in love with it became a full-time H1Z1 streamer. But um, yeah, I find streaming is the thing that no matter how bad of a day I've had, even if I'm like, oh, you know, I don't really feel like doing anything tonight. I know that if I stream, I'm going to feel better. I'm going to be laughing within five minutes, even if I was crying half an hour before. Um, you know, the community is always really, like, you see people every single night and you go, wow, these people have taken time out of their day to come mm-hmm. and hang out with me. You know, last night someone came and hung out with me and it was their birthday. I'm like, you could do anything for your birthday and you decided to pop by your stream and resub of all things. And then, you know, this is someone I've known for two years now through through streaming. And I was like, hey, let's play games. It's your birthday. Why not, you know, make this about you now? Like you you could have been anywhere and they come to my stream. And so that's, it's really humbling to think that people enjoy, you know, even just lurking in my stream. Because I'm very big at lurking when I watch Twitch. It's um, a little bit, like I, I'll watch it while I'm working so I don't have a lot of other time. And so I just mm-hmm. lurk and occasionally chat. Um, but for me, when I when I don't stream, like when I was away for E3, mm-hmm. I miss it so much. It's it's like a part of me is missing. And even though I'm seeing people and interacting with people and doing stuff that I don't normally do when I'm streaming, mm-hmm. I'm, it's so ingrained into who I am now to just every night at 8 o'clock fire up my stream that when I don't do it, it, it feels like something's wrong. So yeah. I'll happily take the time off work, but streaming, I, I don't want to miss it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. 
That's interesting. That's so cool. How, how long have you been streaming for now? Um, a bit over three years. A bit over three years, real. Um, only on Twitch. Yeah, only on Twitch. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, but yeah, we've been having. Uh, I've been watching you for the past week or so, and yeah, it's. I mean, like I said, I don't really watch a lot of streams, but it's like something I've, because you have so much time in a day, right? I try to do other things but yeah it's it's cool like like you said like people interact interacting with you and just yeah. just hanging out basically which well, is every single person who i am the closest to in my life mm -hmm. i have met through twitch aside from like family who you know you're born into that life but yeah all of my closest friends and everyone who i trust the most now i've all met through twitch which is kind yeah, of crazy right. because i've met most of them in person now but for a long time you've never met them in person but yeah you know, people tend to if you decide to take a friendship outside of the twitch community people tend to be very real but it is a very interesting experience because they know everything about me they yeah, see me do everything right. i'm talking about myself they know what i look like when i eat and when i sneeze and when i still drink for myself <laughs> and when i'm yeah, laughing right. and when i'm getting frustrated at a game and i know them as a name and yeah. like a color in chat and you can kind of learn the nuances of the way that they type but it's um, weird that like yeah yeah, they know so much about you, but then you're like, oh, I don't know really much about you. Yeah, so going to conventions. I know your username, but that's about it. <laughs> going to conventions is very interesting sometimes if you've never even seen a picture of them and people get really excited and they'll come up yeah. and give you a hug and say hi. And I'm just sort of standing there going, hi, uh, who yeah, are you? Right. And then they'll introduce themselves with their real name. And I'm like, I still don't know who you are. Like, what's your, oh, what's your in game? I thought name? about that. That's, that's so interesting. But it's a lot of fun. Like, I, I love it. And that's the thing. I stream because i enjoy it so much like i yeah. it doesn't feel like a job to me even though mm -hmm. i treat it with the same you know seriousness as a job and say if mm. i'm gonna stream this day i'm gonna stream unless i'm very sick like mm. i don't just go yeah i can't be bothered yeah um yeah. but i just have so much fun and i actually don't game off stream because if i game off stream i enjoy my games more when i'm streaming them like if i'm gonna sit down and play a game i'm just gonna fire up my stream anyway not that i have much time outside of it but it's an it's an unusual thing yeah i must say i'm a bit of a sucker for watching a stream like i've jumped on shroud's stream tim the tap man he's a mm -hmm. he's a character um he's really entertaining because he's yeah he's so funny he really um and he's kind of like i wouldn't say he's like pro level at gaming <laughs> like he's kind of he's Don't good like he's that. i know i know <laughs> um I, i'm sure he won't hear this <laughs> I mean, <laughs> do that yeah, that's true. But um, like all the other streamers, like, you know, you got Ninja and stuff that are just really good. Um, and Tifu and all these other guys that are on pro proteins and stuff like that. And it's good just to watch some guys that aren't really... Actually, I think Tim the Tatman is actually signed with like uh, 100 Thieves or something. I think that's like Nade Shots, like MLG team. But, I'm pretty um, sure that was a meme. Was it really? video saying that he was signed. He was wearing a 100 Thieves hat. And then he went to hey. take it off, and he his oh, major well. news was that he shaved his head. Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> he's the best man. I think he's. I reckon he's. He's a classic. He's so good. Um, Do you think he yeah. courage? Courage signed with a hundred thieves recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he left. Uh, who did he? Leave? He was like Phase or someone, or no, he wasn't with. Phase. No, he was never with Phase. He was with no one, was he? Yeah, that's it. No, I'm thinking of. Getting all um, your famous Fortnite players confused here. I'm getting all these people like just all over the shop, um, but no, Tim the Tap Man, he's he's really funny. I like him. Like he's a pretty ordinary dude, but like a guy I can kind of relate to and I stuff. Really and... Hope he doesn't listen to this. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Again, he won't be listening to this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, because um, even a, a podcast with um, Nade Shot and, and Courage, they've just started like their own their own podcast mm-hmm. and um, I've listened to that and Tim the Tatman was on that and like, man, he sounds like, oh, yeah, he's really funny. I like him. But, um, yeah, I'll just jump into some random streams as well just to see like, you know, what they play and, mm-hmm. you know, well, how they are. Is so different, and people watch streams for different reasons. So, mm-hmm. some people watch streams because they want to see high level gameplay, some people watch it because they want interaction with the streamer, some people watch it for comedic value, and other people watch it because they want background noise. Like, my dad watches my stream as background noise, but it's also his <laughs> way of knowing that I'm alive and I'm okay because he can see me. All <laughs> we don't live Bit in the comfort. Same house, just yeah. <laughs> I was about to answer door. a question. I'm Dad, like, oh, does he? Dad, I have a friend in England who checks in occasionally, and he's like, "Oh, you know, I can see you having fun. You're good." But you know, we don't really talk a lot. But it's a yeah. way to go. She's doing what she loves. I can see she looks okay. Yeah, you know, fine. I'll just let her keep doing her thing. And so there are a lot of different reasons that people watch streams. Um, and especially I think when you get to the much higher viewership, it's harder to have the direct um yeah. interaction interactions. With yeah, and some some streamers do it really well, but. I think once you get to that level, it becomes more about entertainment, almost like a TV show mm-hmm. um, that you would watch every day. Hard to resent, like true as well. Yeah, like I go for the more comical type um, mm. um, skill stuff. I don't care about. Um, if I want to see like, well, see, yeah, like if I want to see like professional, I can have really good moments, but most of my moments are just completely with my shots. And, you know, I find that funny. So, I don't know, people will, like, watch me and they'll be like, oh, I wish I could be as good at your games. I'm like, do you miss your shots? They're like, yeah. I'm like, you're, you're as good to me. It's fine. We're all <laughs> potatoes here. That's just my whole stream of themes around potatoes. My sub badges started I was going to say, I was like, I've a seen a lot of potatoes on your, like, your yeah, stickers and stuff. <laughs> my subs are the, the Spud Club. So That's awesome. You know, it's, it's, what was it? The, the Spud Club. The Spud Club. I love that. And then when we do sub night, um, we measure it in what I call FPS, which we call funds per second. So I don't care how uh, good or bad someone is. I just want them to have fun. Um, yeah, so, you know, awesome. I try not to take myself too seriously. I'm very competitive, but to the not to the point where I don't have fun. And if I'm yeah. not having fun, then I don't want to play it. Yeah, that's completely fair enough. Yeah. So if you had, if we have some listeners out there thinking about, thinking about starting uh, streaming, what sort, of, what sort of advice would you have for them? Um, the first thing I recommend is give it a go, but give it a go with what you already have. I've seen people mm. invest a lot of money into streaming thinking that, you know, they're going to be the next ninja. Um, you know, they drop a couple of thousand dollars on upgrading all of their gear and then they stream Ooh. for a week or two and find that they don't really like it. Mm. Um, for some people it works, sure. But if you've got, you know, any kind of computer that can at least run a stream, if you've got a headset and a mic, you don't even need a camera. I've always streamed with a camera. So for me, I prefer watching streams with a camera. I like to see people's responses, but there are plenty of successful streams without it. But really just give it a go mm-hmm. and see how you go. Because starting out is tough unless you get some, you know, very lucky situation. But starting out is tough and you have to learn how to talk to yourself and be okay with talking to yourself and okay with no one being in your chat for an entire stream. Like it happens. You might have no viewers. Um, but a lot of people kind of want to see success overnight. I mean, everyone does, but mm. you have to be okay with not having that. And then if you've suddenly invested $3,000 and you then keep forcing yourself to stream, go, you know, I've put all of this money into stream. I need to get it back. Yeah. You're going to be streaming because you feel like you have to. And for me, the second I felt like I was streaming because I felt like I had to, as opposed to enjoying it, I feel like I'm not streaming for the right reasons. 
people can tell when you don't like what you're doing yeah like people can tell that i don't like fortnite if i play it um <laughs> you know i'm not if i'm not having fun it's not fun for the viewer unless it's like a literal torment moment where you know it's an incentive for something else to just see you suffer but yeah. if you force yourself to play something or to do something you don't enjoy it's very obvious to everyone um and i think that's just a disservice to yourself i mean you don't go and play a sport that you don't like because you feel like you have to right you'll you'll stop yeah. something else you don't keep playing a game privately that you don't enjoy so the biggest thing just go out there and have a go give it a go start it up tell your friends about it be excited about it try and just try and have fun and if you realize it's not for you then that's that's okay and then you can just play games you can you can always try again later on you can just be a viewer you can you know try a different medium anything like that make youtube videos there's lots of different options but just have fun that's i hear um, you get heard it's be about fun yeah i hear podcasting is a thing as well um yeah it's pretty I don't cool know. Um, I've, it's pretty I've heard cool. about it i'm not really that familiar yeah. with it mm. Yeah, it's, Maybe it's, I'll get on one of those it's, one day. It's past what? <laughs> Potato <laughs> cast. Um, yeah. Potato cast. <laughs> this, oh, a spud cast. Yeah, I need That's even better. Thing. That's Spot awesome. <laughs> Let me just tie this into a document here. Love it. Yeah. I think, I think you're right with the... I think you're right with the... If you're going to streaming thinking, I'm going to make money and for a job, like... <laughs> Just don't even bother starting. I think it's definitely a love kind of a thing. Um, I mean, I you have to do it for, for fun and a, as a hobby as well. Like, mm. And as a hobby, is something that you, you love doing. That, even if you wanted that and went and tried it, you might end up finding yourself surprised and going, you know, in the beginning, I only had a, a, a couple of viewers, like single-digit viewers, if I was lucky. Um, but those people who would come back day after day, like you build friendships with them and you become really close with them and then streaming becomes a way of, sharing time with friends in a different way so a lot of people who stream have you know not a lot but there are people who stream have social anxiety and struggle in normal social situations mm. and it's a way to kind of get past that because if you you don't have to talk back to them you don't have to invite them to a voice chat you can play games with them and have met them in another way or if it all becomes a bit too much and you've had enough today you can just be like okay guys i'm gonna go now and then just stream and just walk away and you, you don't have that social situation where you've got to try and leave or come up with an excuse to get away from something. So there's a lot of different benefits. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, people think, oh, you know, I'm going to stream and make that my job and never have to, like a 15 year old never have to go and get another job in their life. Sort of thing. Yeah. And you have to be, you know, a very, very fortunate person to get to that. But I mean, you can still have some, some good success with streaming. But when people kind of start with that as a goal, I feel like they're a little misled Yeah. Um, with, with what with what reality might be for them mm-hmm. look how many streamers are out there <laughs> that's so the thing, many yeah. because it's, like, it's you've got so to stand easy. out from the crowd as well, well somehow every day. Have a niche. Just be a potato. yeah just be a potato <laughs> <laughs> awesome. just be a potato and become that wedge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow very good all right, so uh, we're going to do the rest of the show the way we normally do it. So we're going to do a bit of news. Um, we don't have too much, so I feel like I've just put some topics in there just for the sake of having some news topics, but uh, nothing too interesting since E3. Um, but the bulk of it is going to be the games that we've played or the games that Anomalies played, <laughs> more like. So um we got a trailer for uh apex legends the second season that's coming out um it's a cinematic trailer not much gameplay in there but it's like uh something's happening to the map where there's like dragons and stuff 
coming in and destroying mm. the environment. Now, I watched that and I was like, oh, maybe I need an excuse to jump back in. Maybe something interesting is going to happen. But I know, Chris, you're on the same boat as me because you haven't played in a while, but we were really hyped up when it first came out. Um, what did you think of the trailer? Um, nothing really jumped out at me and was like, man, you got to jump straight back in. Like, yeah, the end, I saw like the dragons and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, no, it, it doesn't, it doesn't give mm, us much like, about what's going to happen. I'm just, it no, sparked a little bit of hope. It to me like, mm. um, it would be map changes coming in, I would imagine. So the dinosaurs breaking into the map, yep. destroying parts of the map which I think it would allow them to freshen up the game a little bit to instead have the same, you know, map that doesn't change ever, but it didn't really give a lot of clarity, which I no. suppose is the point to try and grab some interest so that you will jump into play or yeah. will watch someone else playing. Um, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see what they do, but it doesn't make you desperately feel like you need to do it yourself. No. Yeah. No. You said- like, I loved Apex when it first came out. I was like, this is my favorite. Like yeah, VR game. <laughs> we loved it By so far. much. We loved it so much, but then it just didn't kind of hold us in for that long. Well, the, <laughs> the, the, the reason why I much... stopped was because just... I went to America and then I came back and I just never jumped back into it. Mm, so it didn't it didn't become an addiction for you before you went. Be- before I went to America, I was playing it like every day, and then I came yeah, back and it, yeah, the Division Two so was did you out. Play when you came back? What was more appealing the, something that was your main game every day? Well, the Division 2 came out while I was in America and then I came back and I started playing that and it was like trying to catch up with people who had been playing for right. two weeks and I just never went back to it. It was interesting to see my community as well. A lot of people, I played a bit of Apex in the beginning, but I'm very much a third person um, BR player now. So I find first person feels a bit too fast. Um, okay. or too close in a sense so I, I struggle with first person a bit okay. and how much um, variety in terms of gear and time to kill and everything like that compared to the games that I typically play but a lot of my friends were just playing it basically 24-7 and then everyone kind of seemed to fizzle out on playing it too around the same time yeah, right. I think mm. I think it sort of got stale for people mm. um, mm-hmm. not that most games even do updates that quickly but I think there were some bugs that weren't patched for you know they said they weren't going to do it until three months away and mm-hmm. a lot of people's opinions i think are driven by what their favorite streamers say so when some of the big streamers you know say well i'm not going to play this until such and such a point then that sort of becomes their opinion and then they mm-hmm. all of a sudden don't really enjoy it as much either um i don't think i really know anyone who's still playing it at the moment um, oh, in, wow. in my community when you know 80 percent of them probably played it um at least yeah. at least a bit that's interesting. But um, I will probably give it a go and just try it, but I haven't played in quite a while. Yeah. But I play, Jump I back play in. for different reasons. Yeah, that's it. I'll jump back in when season two's out just to see what they've done, but yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't... There's not enough change for me to go back in or... Yeah, and I need a bit of a grind. It's going to sound really stupid. Like, I am that type of person that loves a bit of a grind to work for something, like an unlock or... um you know, new skins and stuff like that. And I think that's why Fortnite, like... Would you, you do know. that for a rank? Or do you need, like, a... Um, back? And then more of a carrot at the end of the stick, I think. Mm, like, skins or... Yeah, it is. Emotes. Yeah. Something. Um, 
Yeah, even like is what you said. Like even just like a rank, like that would be great. That's why I think like I've been such a big fan of. They already have ranks. Don't really have. Don't really have ranks. Mm. But that's pretty recent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, they have. Yeah. Um, but I think that's why like Call of Duty and stuff always gets me every year because I go in and you know you have to unlock and you prestige and you just keep going and going and going and going and going um, until you get to like master prestige. But um. Yeah, I think the map needs to just change as well. Like, and that's mm-hmm. another thing that kind of Fortnite has me there because there's always stuff changing. There's always new game modes. There's just always stuff going on. Like that game kind of blows my mind in a sense of how they're. It's like a bit of a story that's getting told, like through the game, um, and the way that the map is evolving over time. Um, and yeah, I don't know, man. And it might be just the bright colors. <laughs> a bit of a kid <laughs> yeah uh, um and yeah like yeah there's just new skids always and it's always yeah. sucking me and it's just like god damn i think the um, big difference with Fortnite in terms of pretty much every other br is while they do cater to a competitive scene i think their large focus is on their casual player base and yeah. they have a bit of a younger audience as well and you know kids just want to have fun they don't care about grinding to be the best of the best they want to play with their mates after school and have a good time whereas a lot of teenagers i think lose sight of that and it becomes about being better than their friends um so fortnite's got a lot of fun silly things that anyone can enjoy but it also does have the competitive side Mm -hmm. and so by constantly putting these changes in and you know if the competitive people complain they're like well 95 percent of our players are casual and they're loving it so that's fine (laughs) that's just what we're doing yeah, and I think when they bring out like different game modes, is like these team rumbles and stuff. Where if you die, you actually you're not dead. You just kind of glide back into the map, um, and it's just the first team to 150 kills. It kind of makes them like it's okay if you die. You're not going to go back to the lobby. You're just going to just respawn again, and the way you go. Um, so yeah, I think they kind of is what you said, cater for everyone, and you can go to the the rank side of things, and that's when. <laughs> stuff gets pretty intense but um well i think a lot of brs have lost sight um of the casual player base because mm-hmm. it is it is a very highly competitive game style mm-hmm. but not everyone wants to play highly competitive people just love jumping in and having games with their friends and then when it feels like the only people they're playing against are the ones who sit there for 18 hours a day and everyone's better than them it's harder to enjoy yeah and i think like i was speaking to a few guys last night that i play playstation with and um i was like oh do you guys play fortnite anymore and they're like oh no way man like now we're just gonna get just absolutely pumped because i feel like even if you're out of you know kind of the fortnite game for you know say three months or something you feel like everyone's just gone a lot better and you've gone worse yeah Yeah. and i feel like if you letting you know <laughs> yeah and that's why i kind of asked you what season you came in and you said oh before there was even season so i was like oh well, yes it's not the game for you but a lot of people are like oh i came in like season four and i'm like yeah but that's when everyone already knows just the basic of knowing how to build yeah. and if you know the like if i went back to season one and i'm playing now like i'd be pretty damn good because <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> i can i can build really well but like, you have to expect oh, people I... to improve the longer a game is out. Like, 
CSGO, for example, if you played CSGO in the <laughs> first year that it came out, you were probably amazing. Yeah, and then you think yeah. everyone has spent years and years and years yeah, exactly, yeah. and learning every single bit of recoil and wave yeah. and head peak and do all these ridiculous smokes and jumps and stuff. And then as a new player, you come in, at least they have matchmaking. But like if you came in and played against any of those people, you just be like, this game is horrible. I'm not having any fun at all. Mm. And you feel, just don't want to play it again. I feel like you can kind of like, cheap shot in a few of those games though like you can always like kill someone from behind but i feel like there's this hit marker in fortnite where if you hit them they're like oh someone's like shooting at me i'm just gonna build around me and build a motel like <laughs> build a motel. yeah exactly yeah and then and then they're just like kind of just standing there like yeah. well <laughs> i'm gonna die <laughs> can so. you imagine if you knew nothing about fortnite and you just came in and you played yeah. and you shot oh someone who was God. a champion builder and you shot them and they just turned into a house. And you'd be like, what game am I playing? And then you shoot someone else and they turn into a hotel and you're going, oh my goodness. Like, does this happen to me? And then someone shoots you and you just like, where's my house? Yeah. How do I spawn that yeah. quick? What yeah. button do I press? Do they still have um, water forts? I don't know. I think they... No, not anymore. They took that out. But yeah. they're, bringing, they're bringing these things back um, for this like, what is it like 16 days Four, of summer yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. And they're bringing out like unlocked, no vaulted items back into the game. Um, like okay. one a day just for, just for a day. It's really bizarre, but um, they've kind of bought this party kind of games in like, you know, prop hunt from Call of Duty. And yep. so they've bought that in Fortnite. Um, but you have to play with your friends. You can't play with just randoms. So it kind of sucks. Like me and my mate played it for a little bit and we're like, this would be so much fun if we had friends. <laughs> <laughs> but like if, if it was just like kind of like Call of Duty, how you just go into a lobby and you just play yeah. um, prop hunt. Like, man, I enjoy I... prop hunt so much. Like it's the best fun. But um, yeah, I was watching guys play it last night and I was like, man, I wish I had heaps of friends to play prop hunt with that were on my friends list like i only have like probably four people on my friends list that play fortnite but yeah, um, i wonder if i would enjoy prop hunt more than the regular game you would 100 percent. well do you like prop hunt like... well i tried to play it years ago and all i got was like the purple textures and stuff that wasn't working so i didn't really get to play it oh but okay no I've i think you should try youtube videos about it yeah, it's really good fun. Like, it's it's hilarious. I love it. But, um, yeah, they've brought that in. So they're just, you know, chucking all these kind of random game modes in. But those modes are like you can only play with a party right. with your friends. You can't play with just random. So it's quite annoying. So if you're a streamer, it would be, like, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. You could just get everyone just to jump in and the way you go. And you even know, if but... they don't know how to play the game, I mean, you're a prop. So yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 well, yeah, it's a bit, I've got a little bit of a twist on this one. It's like you have like a little gun and then you just point to what you want to turn into and then you oh, turn into that um, object. Yeah, but you still have like the whistles it's like every 30 seconds. and then. But, um, yeah, no, it's good fun. It's good fun. But, yes, we'll that's my it. rant. Oh, that's a fortnight rant. We didn't think we were going to go into it, but we <laughs> it's, did. It's I'm sorry. More times. So Apex Legends. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, but no. that's... <laughs> This is a Fortnite podcast, right? 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, Apex Legends. Yeah. Um, bring in Prop Hunt, Apex. <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> Love it. Oh, that was a good rant. I enjoyed that. Um, it's the, constructive. It was. 100%. Um, now, I 
probably should have asked you this before we started recording it, Ali, but have you played God of War? I have. You have. Awesome. So it was nice to see this next item on, on the list. Yeah. So good, right? Mm-hmm. And when you see something like this, so what we're talking about here is that Kratos apparently almost got scrapped from the game as the main character in the 2010 game God of War. Which this was very interesting for me to read. I've actually never played any of the other God of Wars. Okay. Um, so this would be very bizarre for me, but I think it's quite interesting that they considered it. But when you look at um, franchises such as Assassin's Creed, where after the initial ones where they had three or four games with the one group of characters, they then moved on to another, I can kind of understand why they might consider something like that because they want to keep the content fresh. They don't want mm. people to feel like everything's already been covered with a character and you're just basically pumping out more material because you think people are going to like it without any significant changes. Yeah. It, but people were saying that the actual depth of the character drastically changed for god of war with bringing in his son um and all of the internal conflicts that they dealt with so okay. i don't really have anything to compare it to with the previous ones but from what people have told me and what i've read he's very different yeah um, and i think that's what people like they're saying he's he became almost human um as opposed to just being angry yeah yeah <laughs> uh, and chris i think you said you played like one of them one of the previous ones before last did, year yeah yeah um which one was it oh man this is gonna be bad i it's think like, it was like two? i think it was on the playstation 2 yeah was it playstation 2 I it would have been yeah. it was playstation um, 2 definitely I, I, I didn't finish it mm. at all <laughs> i remember the first mission that was on like a boat <laughs> um so but the first mission uh that was good of... <laughs> i think <laughs> yeah, it was pretty the first much one, that's the I... only thing i can remember of it though yeah, I think that was the first was one. Yeah, I can't, dude. I can't remember. It. Yeah, so I couldn't. God of War. Um, I think it's the first one. First installment in the yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the first. Yeah, on the boat. I remember the boat uh, level that you're yeah. talking about. I just can't remember which one it was in. Is it weird? That's the only bit I kind of remember about that game. So you played the first <laughs> level of God of War. Yeah, probably. Awesome. <laughs> only yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I saw a massive difference in the change of characters. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, yeah I think that was a lot of boat experiences <laughs> in one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The boat was Good uh, pretty aggressive. <laughs> was well, there's some but, sort um, of like sea monster weird, like man. pushes his head like through the ship and like it pops out from like the middle of the ship. So I guess it kind of becomes the ship. Maybe that's what you got from that. Um, but um, yeah. I've played all of them except the psp games and i can definitely relate with what you said just before the early where he was it, it was like relative to the time right it was ps2 the cool stuff was like you know all the rebellious characters with their cool attitude yeah. and that sort of thing and that's what he was right he's just an angry dude who's just got these swords that are chained to his arms he just destroys everything and he wants revenge against the gods and yeah that's what he was and he was cool for the time and well, this description of the playstation mm. 2 game calls it a third person hack and slash action adventure which yep. is certainly not what i would pinpoint the latest game as being definitely not definitely not at all and okay. it's the the fact yeah. that yeah so that's that's what it was and the fact that they were able to keep kratos as the main character for people who have played the the, the previous installments it's wow like the growth of the character is just it, it pretty much like i think um 
Mm, it's on. really important in these days as well because people tend to get bored more easily with games because mm -hmm. there's so many games out there and a lot of them are yeah. very good and so if people if you have a game that you play for 100 hours like it was quite a long game and was it 100 hours i don't know there's Got a lot a of content but if you spend a lot of time playing in a game but you don't feel emotionally connected with your main character yeah. um you just get bored and you don't finish yeah but it's like he, he like you said like he's he's a dad now he's got a kid and it's like you you actually feel it, you, you see all these things that like there's all these callbacks from his previous life and stuff and you're like oh wow like you can some of those experiences as well with the mm. son where you didn't know what was going to happen to him they were they were difficult to sit through definitely a hundred percent i have one time where i had one of those scenes where he basically you thought he was going to die and I had to end my stream like I'd already gone for an extra 45 minutes so I was oh. like I've got to go and then I went and lay in bed and I'm like I need to know if he's going to be okay I'm like, I, wasn't this <laughs> I have to play it tomorrow I've got to save my son I've got to and like the fact that a game can do that to you I think is yeah. very important like that that defines what can be a good game whereas if you know the, your son's about to die and then you go to bed and you don't even care about it you're like oh why am I playing yeah yeah he shows a very like you can see he's trying to show a bit of emotion as well. Like when he tries, oh, should I hug him? Oh, no. Sorry. Like, I'm going to stay. It's Kratos. I'm going to be like, you know, your son. And like, you know, <laughs> boy. A lot of internal conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, think yeah. It, it, it's, it's great that they were able to keep Kratos. I think like, obviously with you guys, it didn't matter because you haven't played the, the previous ones and, and you still got, uh, the, the the message still came across for you guys but i think for people who've played the previous ones it's like this little bonus as well to see the extra like the growth from what he was in one two three and ascension to to what he is in in this game i think it's uh, yeah it's great that they were able to to keep him in well and it definitely worked as a standalone game too which i think is yeah. very important exactly yeah game god of the uh, god of the year, game of the year for a lot of a lot of companies and a lot of people yeah definitely yeah that's I, i've been thinking about like jumping back in because it's like i finished it but i played it over like two or three days so it's like maybe it's and you time. finished that way too quick i was just <laughs> engrossed man like I, I couldn't put it down i could not put it down Every minute I got, I just uh, want to play it. I want to know what happened. No, it's a 20-hour yeah. game. I don't know. I was thinking 100 hours. Yeah, when you said 100, I was like, are you talking about a different game? Maybe or did you play God of War five times? I'll see you mad. That's fair enough. Anything else uh, you guys want to add before we move on? If you haven't played it, go play it. It's a good game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good advice. For sure. Some wise words. Um, now, let's talk about the games that we've been playing this week. Um, you're going to carry us this week, Ali, because... Um, I've... Potato. Yeah. So, you mentioned before uh, you you were mainly a, an H1Z1 streamer. Yes. And you've played that a bit this week? Yeah, I played it a little bit. So H1Z1's kind of in a not super great state in terms of playbase. So okay. it's been my favorite game for nearly three years. Maybe my go-to game, the game that I want to play every day that I play for six hours when I should have only been playing for four and then I keep playing. Mm -hmm. um, I still love it. It's my absolute favorite game, but it's gone through a lot of changes in the last 
year, year and a half, and a lot of people moved on to other games. Um, there was an issue with cheating for a while in the game. Um, the game went to another company who were going to do things, and then that company gave the game back, and it shut. It, they shut down their division working on it, and so it's kind mm. of in a bit of a limbo state, which is really sad for me because it oh. is my favorite game of all time. Like any game I've played in my entire life, it is my favorite. It's the one that right. I've had the most enjoyment out of and also made the best friendships out of as well. Um, but I still want to keep playing it all the time. And unfortunately, Australia is a very small region for video games. Um, mm -hmm. And Battle Royales require a large population to sustain a video game. Um, and you see the same with like PUBG, for example, they took away server select. So they put you in whichever region is most appropriate for you based on how many people are playing. Ring of Elysium doesn't have oceanic servers. Um, H1 um, does, but no one plays them, so, well, not anymore, whereas we used to get full lobbies, so, you know, I have to play on Asia to be able to play. Um, but it's still my favorite game, and that's kind of, it's what I look for in another BR, which is, which is kind of an interesting situation, and I guess we can talk about Ring of Elysium here at the same time as well, in that H1Z1 is a third-person BR. It was basically the, it's now known as Z1 Battle Royale on PC and H1Z1 on PS4. It basically kind of is what kicked off the battle royale genre if you're not too familiar with the game mm -hmm. um or with the game mode and then from that came out player unknown's battlegrounds um fortnite came out uh, ring of elysium sort of one that stuck around but there are a bunch of others that have come out some still out some not um but for me it's a third person br it's got um you know you can learn learn to master what's called two tapping so you can kill someone by hitting them twice in the head hit off their helmet hit them in the head and they die but you know it's doesn't have heaps of rng which is what i find um not necessarily overwhelming but i feel like for the genre it can be a bit too much for me um so instead of having two main rifles a shotgun you know you can armor a helmet and just regular grenades when you go into other games and even ring of elysium's like this you start getting into you know, having three or four different SMGs, five or six rifles, a bunch of snipers, attachments, grips, magazines, like stocks, all this kind of thing. And then it doesn't feel like, to me, the playing field is as even. So I like H1Z1's a little bit more arcadey than something like PUBG, but it still feels quite, it's very different to Fortnite, for example, which is much more cartoony. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you can hone your skills and have an even playing field. Um, games are relatively quick. For me, it for me it was just like the perfect VR, and so I'm kind of stuck in this limbo state, looking for a game that's giving me the same feeling and the same passion and excitement that I had playing um, H1. So I still play it a little bit, but there isn't a lot of room to play it because there's not a lot of people playing. Um, and so, you know, Ring of Elysium is the closest experience to that that I found, even though Ring of Elysium has gliders and grappling hooks and bikes that you can ride and things like that. But it, as well, I think is quite a good battle royale game. Um, doesn't have Australian servers, but oh. does things a little bit more uniquely in that um, you have a volcanic, at the moment it's like a volcanic ash zone coming in, but it's not just a circle um, that, that closes in on you. It has like a dynamic changing area and you get on a helicopter to end the game, but up to four people can win. And in squads, that can be four different teams winning. Oh. Um, so it's got a little bit of a different take on it. Yeah. And in the end, it kind of becomes trying to outheal, which I think people aren't super happy about with Fortnite, how it's like whoever has the most meds kind of can win the game. But, you know, it's got some very interesting concepts and I enjoy it too. But I think one of the things that I um, 
personally don't enjoy with battle royale genres when they go down the bit more realistic route because ring of elite seems a bit more realistic than h1z1 same with PUBG. is that i hate dying to one shot in a game and i mean so I, I, I watched you has... pull out a push bike out of your backpack the other day yes i don't know if that's uh, realistic i don't think it came from my backpack um it came out yeah. of nowhere yeah where, where, where did it, it come from then, then if it, it wasn't away. Your backpack? look i'm a magician okay um <laughs> But, you know, so in terms of the gunplay, I mean, and so one of the, my biggest frustrations when I play PUBG is, you know, I could spend half an hour looting and still be looking for a four times scope and someone, the mm. first thing they found was a sniper with an eight times and a silencer. And I could yeah. spend half an hour looting and have been looking at and still don't have anything really viable to shoot with. And then I die to a silent sniper headshot and I just go, okay, cool. So that half yeah. an hour for me feels like it was wasted. I feel like I didn't do anything. I don't feel any sense of satisfaction from it. Um, and you know, you can die to a sniper in H1, but there are hardly any snipers because they're only in the drops and those are very limited and not a lot of people will hit you in the head with a sniper as like a one shot because people don't play with it all the time, right? Like it's a, it's a very rare gun. Um, and you, you know, you know, if someone's got a sniper, if you're near the crate, because a flare goes up. So you kind of know, but not every, you don't expect everyone to have a sniper. We only have mm. a, a couple of people with a sniper in a game. And then same with ring of Elysium, you can be going along and then someone just snipes you in the head and you die and you go oh okay well i guess i'll go queue up and let's do that again and for me the lobby yeah and yeah. you know it becomes streaming becomes a lobby simulator which is not entertaining for anyone um but even just gameplay i guess it's a little bit different as a streamer because if um you're just playing at home you can just chuck up a youtube video while you're waiting for a game or whatever but the similarly when you're playing in a team game um and which is something I do think that Apex and Fortnite have kind of captured how people are going with wanting to play games with their friends at the moment. But when you die early on in a game and have to spectate your friends for 15 mm. to 40 minutes, depending on which game you're playing, it's really boring. And yeah. I get really bored spectating, especially like streaming. I can still interact with chat, but you know, they're just watching someone else play. I'm watching someone else play. I'm like, I just want to shoot things myself. I don't want to just sit here and stare at a screen. And you know, if you are playing with your friends, you can walk off and go and do something else or put a YouTube video up or do whatever else you want to do. Um, but being able to have a chance at bringing someone back um, like within a short period of time is also interesting. And I think changes the gameplay in an interesting sense. Mm -hmm. um, we're actually talking about this last night when we were playing, we played some PUBG last night, that it would be very interesting to see a knockdown method in a BR where you can't actually finish off the other person. So or otherwise known as thirsting. Because getting thirsted mm -hmm. in a game, someone knocks you and then kills you straight away. You're just like, why did you have to do that? I just want to play a game. I want to have fun. It would be very oh, interesting really? to have a game that you can knock people down, but you can't thirst them. That they either have to be revived, and you like the whole point is to kill the whole team. They either have to be revived or they bleed out. And I think that would actually be quite interesting because you would lose uh, that kind of that tension. Yeah. Um, it probably wouldn't feel as competitive if you want to put it that way, but I think it would be more fun, um, or at least interesting to try. So I think they did really well Apex where they did the redeploy stuff where you pick up their card and you can like redeploy yeah. your friends even if they are dead. And then obviously Fortnite did that as well. Yeah. And, um, I think and that made it interesting. And then they bought out. Yeah. Um, and they bought out in rank is like seeing everyone was camping <laughs> and just like, I'm just going to just try and get top 10 and get some points and stuff. They bought out a thing where if you kill someone, one, you get points, and two, you get 50% um, of your health back and shield. Mm -hmm. So that means it kind of encourages that aggressive play because if you kill them, you get your health back and you get their guns. So it's kind of good in that sense. Well, that's um, the thing. It was very interesting watching 
and having played um so i played h1z1 i was top rank when it was in australia and um you know kind of top 75 players when i was playing in the region and even just we didn't have like a, a competitive gamer right we all just played in public lobbies and so everyone in those public lobbies was just absolutely trying to slay as much as they could trying to get kill records but and but they were having fun in doing that like there was a challenge with themselves and then mm. when tournaments came out with prizes so we got private servers or when there was you know an, a tournament hosted by the developers mm. people just sit there and camp because the prizes it was all about winning and i think at the end of the day a battle royale game is a last man standing game so if you are the last person alive you win the game but that's yeah. also not very interesting to watch so you would suddenly see these these streamers who would get 30 kills a game sitting there and hiding and camping mm. inside trailers <laughs> and stuff and like <laughs> laying down and trying to be sneaky and you're like where's this gameplay i'm so used to watching and then they started going uh, okay for every person you kill you get a point and then when they did um the professional tournament for h1z1 um in vegas last year and they actually had multipliers and so you had to come top 10 teams to get a multiplier but you could win and have a, a 2.0 multiplier but if you didn't have any kills you would get zero points so they actually took away the benefit of winning and turned it into killing but if you won it was even better so that way people would actually take fights because it's just you know if you go and think back to watching any of your favorite streamers and you watch them because of how good they are at a game and how much fun they're having and chasing things down and it's entertaining and then hmm. 30 minutes sitting in a trailer or in, in the top floor of a house or on a roof yeah and you know i don't think it's even really that fun for the people but they're like well this is how i win the game and so it's very interesting when they try to i think it's difficult for developers to focus on both the casual player base and the competitive player base. A medium between the two and if yeah. they focus too much on the competitive Mm. then the casual players stop enjoying the game yeah and they go find something else um and then if you focus too much on casual you don't, you lose your kind of competitive side which would then potentially lose you your twitch streamers and publicity and everything like that because i mm. think twitch streaming is very important um these days for game popularity definitely do you um play radical heights at all i did play it a little bit actually it was a ridiculous game <laughs> <laughs> um i it's actually been picked up by another studio really really yes Ooh. um this was announced in may i'm just gonna quickly look it up that's more um i played that a little bit it was very like i believe it's been picked up it doesn't confirm that it's going to come out again but i mm -hmm. believe the uh the ip was picked up purchased I believe right. by another company so there is the possibility okay. that was very interesting i did uh the first time that i streamed it like halfway through my stream i had someone stream sniping me with cheats so that was also very interesting oh well. uh, <laughs> but you know it it comes with the territory at times unfortunately but a lot of people love that game and it's interesting because people attend tend to gravitate to games that look very polished and pretty and i'm a graphic snob in video games so i find mm. it really hard to play old games um but I, I had fun is with not it. that <laughs> but i had fun with it yes, i played it i didn't play it to try and play it in a competitive way like i do other brs i played yeah. it to just be like this is ridiculous <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it was it was good very quirky yeah yeah but definitely. a lot of people miss it and i i see it popping up on twitter in the community a lot with people going you remember that game it was a lot of fun this service would have been taken down by now right Oh yeah, it was shut yeah. down quite a while ago. It was ago. a while ago, yeah. 
I got excited about that. I was like, oh, yes, a new game for Bosky. I got it, played a bit, and it was like two weeks later, oh, yeah, we're shutting it down. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> Good time. Well, it, was, it was very, very, very early access. Yeah. That was the very unique game as well in that it had the goofiness. It, it was like a, it was a game show, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the whole point of the game was non – it wasn't circular zones closing in. It was kind of dynamic – just changing like all over the grids. place you couldn't really predict bringing you all to one central area to have like your final battle mm. um and i think that was a very interesting and good new take on it so i think it's important to do something different but not too different that people don't really know what's going on and don't enjoy it so much because it's yeah. still so foreign indeed indeed um and you also played a game called cooking simulator i did I um so cooking simulator is another pretty new game that came out very very realistic cooking simulator okay um in that a lot of them are very cartoony this was designed to make you feel like you're in an actual kitchen right um so very realistic graphics if you've had a plate and you accidentally walked into the fridge you would smash a plate did that a few times oh um, you, had to, you had to clean up things you had to cook things you know flip your flip your salmon when you were cooking it and you would be shaking your salt shaker five times to put five grams of salt on your, oh, your fish wow. and all your ingredients and everything like that so you didn't have to worry about plating they didn't really care but they would judge you if you didn't cu cut your lemons properly and things like that so you were trying to impress people i played it for a couple of hours um i haven't picked it up again since but i do think i'd like to play some more of it but it was a very interesting game so i think um the point of it was to kind of make you feel like it would be what you were like if you were doing it yourself obviously with a little bit of you know it doesn't take two minutes to cook something in the oven but um i feel like it was a a, a good take on cooking simulators and i think they're doing a baking simulator and they've got a whole bunch of other simulation kind of games too but it still was fun um but felt real whereas some of them are um they they try to go more just for a a casual quirky let's do ridiculous stuff and now this is on fire and go put this out and now let's throw things at you while you're trying to do stuff so that it's a distraction um so i think it'll probably appeal to people who like simulations that are very more um in line with real life yeah right like actual but, uh, yeah, simulators as, <laughs> yeah as a, <laughs> I oh, suppose that's cooking what mama. Meant to yeah but that's what was, came to mind as well cooking mama realistic. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Or like overcooked or something. Yeah, awesome. But you know, you'd walk around and you have your your trout on a chopping board, and you're taking it from the bench where you put the herbs on it to the oven. But mm. if you walked or turned too fast, it would fly off your chopping board, and it was a little bit hard to find it sometimes because wow. it would like slide underneath the benches. But you just didn't tell your your clients that you dropped. <laughs> it was okay. um, but you know, like things would break down and you'd have to call in repairs and you've got money that you've got to deal with. Everything costs money. Oh, jeez. Um, and like they would say, you know, your, your potatoes were too salty and you know, that's every gamer, right? You, you know, throw like the potatoes back at the yeah. people and be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't just see the people, you just kind of serve it to Damn a it. Well, at least I don't know too if salty? you see the people. Yeah people but actually i'm just reading a comment someone saying it would be fun in vr it would be very interesting in vr i was just real. thinking that too i was like that would be an awesome game in vr i mean there, there, there are a few of those there's um i forgot what it's called it's like you're you're in a, a food truck and you're serving burgers to zombies it's like feed the zombies or something like that are they made of brains uh i'm not sure i haven't actually played it but it looks it looks interesting i might pick it up I at some point made of brains 
Oh, surely. But yeah, you're basically yeah feeding the zombies. I mean, there's a few of those kind of games, but that would be that would be cool. I would definitely throw some potatoes across the room and be like, yeah, you think oh, it's too you can salty? Definitely throw them across the room. So but, what, uh... <laughs> you're playing that with with mouse and keyboard, or yeah, and so like yeah. even when you when you have to cut your potatoes, like it gives you a line here to tell you how you meant to cut them, and you can cut them. But if it's off center, you like it doesn't just automatically cut it in half. It'll cut it wherever you put your knife. So. Mm. Um, you have to serve things at the right temperature, oh, making soups, making everything. Like it was, it's very, very intricate compared to a lot of yeah. things. So, I feel like um, it's just easy just to go into my actual kitchen and actually cook. Actual it's food. actually, it's... <laughs> and who's going to eat it? Me. <laughs> and then like, I'll just throw potatoes at people walking past my house. I mean... What do you mean they're too salty? Get out of here. I think it will appeal to like the, I had some people in my stream who were sort of cooking enthusiasts who were like, Hey, are you enjoying this? I'd like to pick it up. So I think, yeah. you know, some people have a hobby of cooking, but don't necessarily yeah. cook at home or, you know, even have a decent kitchen or an oven or anything like that. So I clean up. Yeah. Well, you know, this <laughs> one, if you don't want to clean up, you just quit the game. So I'd like to be able to do that in real life. <laughs> so is that, yeah, I just always want to before performs um surgeries on people so i just do like surgeon simulator surgeon because simulator. like i don't want to clean up afterwards yeah yeah what do you do just have blood spot everywhere in the water? yeah and i'm just like ah oh, damn it i have to clean this up now it'd just be so much easier if i just play surgeon simulator. <laughs> so do you, do you have this dream of being a surgeon i would no. <laughs> not trust chris as a surgeon ever mm. it's, it does sound uh, a bit like i shouldn't why i have a steady hand mate yeah. what on a mouse yeah but that that's that's about <laughs> yeah, as yeah not even on a mouse um <laughs> oh, awesome and that's available on do you know if it's available on anything other than pc at this point um probably would be pc i, I know i think game. a lot of this well, yeah Steam here. That's... um hmm yes I'm not seeing it on anything else. Yeah. A, a lot of those simulator games, they're just on, on That would PC, be difficult yeah. with a controller. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Definitely like, sounds like game. it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the next game that you played there, how do you pronounce that? Is it Draugen? Yes, it's Draugen, Draugen which Draugen. I think means dragon in Norwegian. Okay. I'm not correct. So it's a game set in Norway. Um, yep. Very, very beautiful, picturesque game. Great soundtrack. Um, it's almost in a sense like a walking simulator, yeah. um, but it is a, a mystery game. Um, I don't really want to spoil the game. So in kind of talking about it, you are a man who has come to find his sister. So you've traveled a month by boat. It's set in the 1920s. You've traveled a month by boat. You get to this island. You've been invited to come and stay like in this little town. You've been invited to come and stay by these guests. And you know that your sister was coming here. She's a reporter. Um, and you haven't heard from her and you just want to make sure she's okay. And you go to the guest house and there's no one there. And the entire um, town that you don't see a single person. And you go in, you know, you decided to wait. And you've got this, this girl with you and she's 17 and she's like reckless and doing cartwheels and all this kind of stuff. And you're very serious and very worried about her safety. And you're like, she's always picking on you for being an old man and huffing and puffing. I don't know how old you're meant to be. Huffing and puffing, <laughs> walking up the hill, carrying a suitcase. But you're very respectful. Like you go into this house and... You can see the letter that they that you sent them where they've responded saying, you know, you're welcome to come and stay with us. They're not there. So, you, you know, you decide you need to sleep on the couch um, rather than just helping yourself to the guest room, waiting for them to come home. And then the next morning, they're still not home. So you start exploring the town. 
Um, so you're reading notes, you're finding clues, you're just trying to work out what's going on. Um, you, you know, you find different things that are going on and realize that there's a mystery in the town itself. And you're trying to work out where everyone's gone, why there's no one here. And then you find out, you know, about the arguments that had happened. There was a mine that got shut down and, you know, deaths at the mine and, you know, other things going on. And so it was very interesting mystery game that just took a, a massive turn and, mm. you know, just don't expect it, but you kind of just stand there and the guy looks like Harry Potter a little bit. So I made a lot of <laughs> Harry Potter jokes while playing, completed the game in three hours, which I think is a little bit short for a game these days. Um, particularly but it, it was a very good game so i'm just having a look it's 20 us on steam so for me if i was going to spend 25 30 dollars on a game i kind of would like a longer game okay. um not necessarily too much longer but you know doing it in three hours while kind of mucking around talking to stream spending a lot of time getting lost finding things in game because i like to look at everything i kind of wander off and be like oh is there anything i can do over here is there anything i can do over here instead of just following where the story wants to take you um mm. Some people might feel like they're not getting enough out of the game, but it was a very interesting game that kind of made you think, and it deals with you trying to solve a mystery, but also deals with the loneliness and kind of being on your own on this place and realizing how different life was, but also trying to appreciate, you know, what's going on. And this, this guy is looking for his sister and there's just absolutely no sign of her. And he starts seeing things that he thinks is from his sister and everything like that. So it was a very interesting game, very different. Um, short game but i i did enjoy it and i think it kind of it does make you think and it makes you think about the game after the game is finished and i think that that um also is a sign of a good game if you want to talk mm. about a game once you've played it um and then you know i don't want to just spoil the game because <laughs> it's very easy yeah. to spoil it and it's one of those games that if you talk too much about it you will spoil you it will so spoil anything it. that i say would start spoiling yeah. the game. <laughs> um but i i find like for like when we're talking about god of war once i'd played god of war i just started talking about it to my friends and i go the fact that i want to talk about it, a it's really good publicity for the game but b it means it's stuck with you it made an impression mm. um and mm. that that defines like what a good game is for me when i want to share it with people or i want to talk about it and try and talk through it and understand what i've played or what i've experienced or talk about you know or want to even research and find out things you might have missed like i didn't play god of war to completion i would have liked to but it's I don't have a lot of time um, to, to invest in doing all the little side quests. And so being able to research and wanting to know everything you can about a character or about a world, mm -hmm. I think is a sign of a good game. Um, mm. Yeah, it was a very, very interesting game. Definitely enjoyed it. Awesome. It's definitely not the one that I thought you were talking about when you brought it up before. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. Uh, but that sounds cool. <laughs> I'll definitely have a look yeah. into that one. Um, but you also played a bit of crash team racing which i talked about a little bit last week uh twice what are your thoughts on it um from my understanding you played it when you were younger right yes yeah I okay i did it couch co-op with my brothers do you want to play ctr that was mm. us all the time didn't it too much to say its full name let's play ctr yeah right when you call it you, cdr did you yeah, play yeah. it when you were younger i didn't know so i played a little bit because one of my friends had it and that's like we i played at his house a few right. times that's about it so i have so, no real attachment to it so what were your thoughts then as basically a newcomer to the to the game i like it um so basically what i was saying last week was if this was like a new kart racer that came out today not a remake of an old one i would have been like this is awesome like it's 
I I compared it to Mario Kart, which is an easy comparison, right? I just feel like it's a more technical kart racer. Mm-hmm. And I like that about it. It's not as simple as just holding down the button to just do a power drift around a corner. You actually have to time it right to get a boost out of your power drift. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. And it doesn't have Rainbow Road. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why would you even bring that so up? <laughs> for me, I have a lot of... A lot of my childhood memories were playing Crash Team Racing and Age of Empires 2. That was yeah. a vast majority of my childhood um, in terms of gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really, really excited about this. I'd actually bought the original version on the PlayStation 3 PlayStation Classic like store. So you could play it. And I played it a couple of years back as well, mm-hmm. um, which was obviously the old version. But for me, playing it took me back to that experience. And it was just like playing it and having so much fun and laughing and getting frustrated in the same ways all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they did a really, really good job in the remaster. And I think it probably stands true to how good the game was then yeah. that they didn't really have to change anything for it to still be a good game now. And, you know, gamers have changed and gaming has changed and people's demands on games have changed, but I just had so much fun and I played it like the whole four hours of my stream. I just played it all night. Like, well, my, I'm not so good at console gaming anymore and that my hands are getting sore and crampy and not because I'm so used to a keyboard and mouse now, but I just played it a medium i was better at this when i was single digits um i mm. can't beat medium uh, <laughs> so it, i'm probably gonna have to restart and go back to easy but it also just really makes me want to play with my brothers again and they uh i have one living in the netherlands one living in england and they're both going to get the game and we're going to play it again don't know how things going to be but we're going to play it again and yeah try and relive that experience as we have done with age of empires but i think a lot of people even if they don't have the game now we're coming by the stream and they're going oh my gosh i loved this game so much and someone was meant to go to bed and they watched for another two and a half hours and they're just playing there like, I'm, I can't go to bed. I'm just loving watching you play this because this is kind of represents really good aspects of people's childhood. And it doesn't matter yeah. what they went through or anything like that. It's it's like a bonding point because yeah. this was part of a lot of people's lives. And it is a, it is a good racer it's, and it's not too easy. It's like on medium, it's difficult. and It's hard, isn't you know, it? I... It, I can't do medium. I did one race like 40 times. I'm like, you know what? I can't do this. And I was trying to yeah. change the difficulty and you can't. I'm like, mm, whatever. Easy. I guess I'll just do it and I'll start new difficulty next time. And I played it and I did it the next time. But I can kill the... I beat the bosses on the first go. I oh, just can't win yeah. the races. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. <laughs> but I think... Like, I've never been that good at car racing games. My When I used to play Need for Speed growing up, I never used the brake. I just bounced off the walls. So that's probably why my brother always... Bumper bowling. But, you know, like, I was five or six when I learned to play these games. Like, I don't want to use a brake. I just want to go as fast as I can. Yeah. And so I, but I loved it. I think it's a really, really good thing. I'm hoping that more of my friends get it so I can play it. If you guys want to play it, I want to play with people like and have just a crazy fun time playing in multiplayer because um, yeah. i've only played the story um but not a lot of people have it yet it is still pretty new um having come out and obviously not everyone has a playstation 4 these days everyone's got well most of my community plays on pc but i just i really really love the game um and i want to play more of it but i also need to rebuild up the calluses on my thumbs to be able to <laughs> <laughs> play for that long because you know very was like I'm gonna have to get this it. was like very early days in my childhood gaming yeah and i think they've done a really really good job and everyone i know who's played it has enjoyed it too like i, I haven't really even heard a bad story about it yeah um so i'm hoping that a lot of people get that experience and it makes me happy to know that new players to it are enjoying it as well mm. because sometimes games are just nostalgic and it takes you back and you can enjoy that but if you've never played and you still 
saying, hey, this is a good game. Mm -hmm. That that makes me happy. And does it make you infuriated as well with what goes on? Like you'd be going somewhere and just get chomped up by a plant. And you're like, really? He's going to win this race. You get a really bad power up, and then everyone just overtakes you. Yeah, I hate that track. And the the you know, uh, the boss race. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I hated that one. But it's good to hear you say that you had a bit of difficulty, like starting on yeah. medium, because I couldn't tell if I sucked or if the game was hard. Well, so the first <laughs> couple of races, like it took a while to get back to remembering how to drift, and drifting is hard. Like you, you yeah. can't win these games without drifting. No way. I don't think unless you get very lucky, and the. The first four races, it took me like two or three goes to win each one. Yeah. Um. But I and then I just defeated the boss first go. I was like, oh, okay, I, I must just suck at the racing. <laughs> and then the next one, it was like three or four. And then some of them was like nine or ten goes to win. Or like it'd be so close. And then like Coco would just overtake me. The worst one is when Tiny Tiger overtakes me because my brother always played Tiny oh. Tiger. And always beat me. And I was like, oh, this no. is my brother Flashback. in a video game. He's not even here, and he's just he's just destroying me. He's haunting you. Yeah. That's funny. But just constantly, it would always be him. And then Coco, I think I used to play Coco a little bit when I was a kid. And so, mm -hmm. but then I stopped playing her and I, my brothers didn't like her character because it was me and I was the annoying younger sister. And then I started not liking her. And then so when Coco was beating me in games, I'm, I'm getting annoyed now as an adult going, damn it, Coco, just go away. You're so annoying. <laughs> um, I always played Polar, but I've been playing Crash just for this because it's kind of a bit more balanced to get back into it. Yeah. But it is hard. And then, you know, I, I'm just trying to get to Polar Pass because Polar Pass was my favorite map. I made my brothers play it all the time. They probably hated me for it, but they put up with it. Um, <laughs> That's where I'm up to now. I can't get there because I can't beat the one before it. And I've done it like 60 times. Or oh, really? So many times. And I can't do it because I'm, oh, I'm wow. terrible. That's but where I'm up to now. Fun. But I think I'm going to go just drop it back to easy because yeah. as a streamer, I find myself doing this as well. Whereas when I, before I used to stream games, I, I'm a completionist um, in terms of the play style. Like, that's how I prefer to play games. Mm -hmm. But streaming a game, I'm trying to share the game with my community as well. So if I spend six hours trying to do one thing, I mean, at some point it's going to get boring for them as well. And, like, it's frustrating for me. I would rather just drop it back a little bit easy, still show them everything that's going on, still have fun. Mm -hmm. And, like, even with God of War, I didn't get to finish everything. Um, but once you start going after the tiny little things and, like, trying to collect... The birds that are flying around for example like it's not as entertaining yeah. i find um if you haven't done it along the way like if you're just going and collecting things so my actual play style has kind of changed a little bit and whereas before i would have um persevered with the challenge i now go and go okay maybe i'm just not as good as i want to be but let's just drop it back and try and focus a little bit more on the fun rather than the challenge and then if i really want to i can go and play it again later on yeah. um and try and up the difficulty but i just i don't know i'm, I'm enjoying it and it's difficult and it was frustrating me in a good way but i i don't think i'm up for the challenge i don't think i can do it so especially <laughs> given that there's still you know another 12 courses or something ahead of me right or four or whatever it is so i know i'm not going to be able to do them so i'm going to have to drop it back to be able to to do them yeah that was my okay. that was my only that. gripe that you can't change the difficulty after you've well, started the game how it was originally oh, and really? that's that's how a lot of games used to be there like if you put a game on medium yeah. you couldn't just change it yeah but i feel um, like they should have made that change but i mean yeah i, I just it just made me get used to medium so the the classic game style said that you wouldn't be able to change your difficulty so i picked the nitro one which is the new one thinking that it would let me change it but i still could oh. so i thought i might be able to but um you know you can just change your characters and your cart and everything like that whereas on the classic style you couldn't um but 
you know, it is kind of meant it's meant to be a remaster. It's not mm-hmm. meant to make the game easier. Yeah. Um but it is difficult. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it you want to get I don't really want to go back and play the first ten tracks again on mm-hmm. easy to continue, but that's what I'm gonna have to do to be able to progress. Yeah. So it's okay, like I'll do it, but I do agree. It would be nice to be able to change back. Yeah, because I, I finished uh I think I beat the first boss and I was like I don't know if I like I'm probably gonna enjoy it less if I keep going on medium and then I was like, but I don't wanna I don't wanna play all these races again and then I just I think I just got used to it and now I'm just yeah playing on medium and I'm up to uh whatever the ice one is called was it ice pass you said polar pass that's the one yeah so that's that's where I'm up to now but I haven't picked it up in the last uh probably week how did you go with the ones before that were you able to clear them okay or um the last the last few before that i was okay like i'm getting the sort of timing for uh, the power drifts and the jumps pretty well maybe maybe i should persevere then maybe i should maybe maybe we'll play online together i'll coach you a little bit not that i'm great (laughs) i'm I'm really not that good i'm still having i'm gonna be amazing i'm I'm not doing any races you can Yes. Yeah, you need to play too. I I would love just more people to play the game with. Um, it's interesting. I actually played um this Sonic racing game a couple of weeks ago. And oh. I've never played a Sonic game in my life, so that was my. Oop. Oh. Hello. Yeah. Oh, she just cut out. Whoops! I accidentally muted myself. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. I, I, did. Oh. <laughs> um, so I played Sonic Team Racing, a uh, Team Sonic Racing, a couple of weeks ago, which was a new game that came out. Um, so I've never played a Sonic game, especially never a Sonic racing game. Yeah. And so that was interesting. I played it for, I think, about two hours, but I definitely didn't enjoy it as much as Crash, even if I take away the nostalgia. Um, it was still a good game, but yeah. it just it just kind of didn't grip me as much as um. If you, especially if you don't have any attachment had... to the IP, right? Yeah, but I think as well Crash Team Racing has more things to master so it's got like mm. the drifting and whatnot and team sonic racing playing um that like in the story mode you had to then do something where you had to um collect x number of rings without your time running out so whenever you would get a ring it would um give you a bit of extra time and that mm. it kind of threw you into that very very quickly and i was just like I, I can't do this like you had to do some kind of drifting thing but i was all like some sliding around and i'm like this is like <laughs> It's it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I feel like in Crash, when you're still racing, like in the beginning when it's getting you into that, you're still racing and trying to beat other people. So it still just feels like a regular race and you're trying to improve yourself as opposed to I'm collecting rings and I'm just timing out and I'm not good enough. And like, I don't really know what I can do better. And I don't know. I think it's just a different way of introducing you to mechanics in the game. Um, I think might be a little bit easier or a little bit friendlier in Crash. And then because Crash also has its time trials and things like that too. But yeah. you have to complete all of your races first before you get to that point. So it gives you time to at least think you're good at the game before you start getting frustrated at the game. And, like, you don't need it to progress. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was so I was curious about that, that Team Sonic racing game, actually. I was like, oh. I almost bought it a couple of times. And I'm like, what am I doing? Crash Team Racing is coming out. Um, I, but, I did uh, enjoy it. And yeah. I was given it as a review key. Um, so... I don't know that I would have purchased it myself to try, especially without having played anything in it. And so I did enjoy it, but like it, 
doesn't really even come close to me. Especially when you got Crash Team Racing. Crash Team Racing that's come out like a couple of weeks after that. Yeah, so. interesting timing on their yeah, behalf. Yeah, right. Mm. I mean, you you kind of have to take your chances too. I guess, but yeah, it's just really weird, especially like kart races. It's not something that comes out a lot, right? There's true. not a lot of those. Like I would have, I would have delayed it or something like that. But yeah, I think a lot of people have been very excited for Crash Team Racing. The second I found out it was remastered, I messaged my brother and like, if you don't have a PlayStation 4, go and buy one now. Yeah. <laughs> so my brother's buying one for this and for the Final Fantasy VII remaster. And my other brother uh, has one. Awesome. But, you know, it's it's interesting timing indeed. Yeah. And I think it's hard to beat Crash Team Racing. Like, so many people are very fond of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Let's go. What's that? I was just saying, like, I was going to get it, but then I was like, man, I've gone back into, like, other old games, like Assassin's Creed and stuff, and I'm like, oh, oh you've gone to I can't let that go you? again. Well, <laughs> not as old as you. <laughs> yeah, I will. No, I will get it. No, don't worry. I'll get it. I'll get it. I promise. I promise. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, speaking Spin of... It. You know what's going to happen, Roger. I'm going to, like... Straight off this, I'm like, got it. Yeah, <laughs> you I'm such a sucker. Like, I always do it. I'm just like, got it. It's a really good game, though, and I think, I think the biggest thing that I miss about multiplayer games these days is Crash Team Racing was a couch co-op game. It's like you came home after school, you all picked up a controller, you sat on your beanbags or like your little fold-out couch things together, and you all played a game sitting next to each other, having fun. Whereas now, mm. to play multiplayer games, like everyone needs to own a PlayStation. And, like, even if you had two brothers or a brother and a sister in a house together, both of them needed to have a PlayStation 4 to be able to play against each other. I don't mm, know yeah. if this has couch co-op. I really hope it does. Which one? Um, Crash Team Racing? Crash Team Racing. It definitely does, yes. It does? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because, like, if my brother comes to visit, I'm like, you know what we're doing? We're playing this right now. How so having, having the split screen Straight and away. everything, like, it's, it's a very different gaming era to what it was 20 years ago. I'm showing my age. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I don't even I'm, know when the original came out. I'm pretty sure we're older than half the population, but that's fine. Um, but speaking of old games, I finally finished the lesson, le, the the lesson of Zelda, the Legend <laughs> of Zelda: Twilight Princess. Which like, you got it, yeah. <laughs> so give you a little bit of background story there ali so what happened was um uh which one was it that you picked up wind waker chris yeah wind waker was on special at jb hi-fi for like 15 bucks and i said Mm -hmm. to chris mate you're not going to be playing this game i've had twilight princess for like two years and i haven't touched it and then that night he was like i started playing wind waker and i love it and i was like damn it now i want to play twilight princess and I expected it to be like a six to ten hour game. Um, and then I spoke to my friend who's a massive Zelda fanatic, but he never finished Twilight Princess. And he was like, it'll probably take you like 10 to 12 hours. I was like, okay, a little bit longer than what I expected, but whatever. So yeah. I talked about it on the show a couple of weeks ago, and I was very confident that I was like three quarters through the game. And I was like, yeah, so I'm turning into a wolf for uh, the third time, and I believe you do that three times, and then you get to the final part of the game. So I'm almost finished. I'm pretty sure I said that. I'm almost finished. And I was like <laughs> 12 hours in. <laughs> I finished it yesterday morning and clocked in at 
35 hours. Mm-hmm. So, not what I'll I expected. I'll be clear with you, I've never played a Zelda game in my life. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that, that, that was the first Zelda game I've ever played as well. So, <laughs> um, it's. Did you enjoy those 35 hours? I did. I did. So, the thing about this, it just brought me back to, I think, similar to what you're experiencing with, with CTR. It's brought me back to a time where games were a lot more. I don't think simple is the word, cool. but the focus. <laughs> Did you say simple? <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, it was that, a simpler time of life, I think. Yeah, but it, it's like the focus was more on the level design, and the level design in this game is just so impressive. It's like you go into a certain part of the game and you see certain things and you're like, I can't do anything with this. Why is that there? And then you'll come back at a later stage and they make use of that thing. And you're like, that means that they thought about this when they designed this earlier part of the game. So it's like this. And yeah, I think games are definitely a lot different now. Yeah. Um, And people kind of, I don't know. I think people's interests are kind of different. If they're not engaged the entire time, they'll just give up on a game and walk away or they want to do something and just move on. And I don't know, like we expected a lot. I think we expected a lot more from games in the past and the ones Mm -hmm. that do it these days. Like if you think about God of War, for example, like a game that comes back to a lot of things as well. Yeah. um, It really stands out and maybe it stands out more than it should because other games don't tend to do it as much. Exactly right. Well, this is that sort of thing that, um, this game had a lot of... I just didn't expect it to be that long. I was like, I'm going to finish that in like a week. It'll be fine. Three weeks later. But no, it, it was it was awesome. Um, storytelling was great. Um, the, the puzzles in the games are really clever. And once you solve them, you just feel really smart, even though obviously the game developers have <laughs> thought of it. So, yeah. but no, it was, it was really good. There's, there's lots of, um, you know, you get to a different part of the game and you pick up a certain item that brings another layer of mechanics to the game and just, yeah, something refreshing at, at every point of the the game, which was awesome. So this is, um, yeah, made me go back to a few older games. I've brought out the Game Boy Micro and I've started playing. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Uh, I'm playing Pokemon Leaf Green and I've mm-hmm. also booted up my PlayStation 3 for the first time in like, probably a year and started playing prince of persia sense of time last night such a great game (gasps) really oh i've missed out on a lot of like games that people say are the best games ever i've just never touched them yeah i mean would that be on steam Um, sense of time i think it's on the ubisoft store yeah definitely would be on there right maybe Um, you play um red dead redemption 2 just out of curiosity Yes. We're talking about long games. Yes. Yes, yeah. I did. We did. Chris, mm-hmm. Chris. 83 hours of that. Was that your favorite game of last year, Chris? I think it was, wasn't it? It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I played it this year because yeah. at the time, um, I don't know if you remember, but Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out around the same time as... Yeah, it did. Yeah. And I was... That was my favorite game of last year, um, Odyssey. So, I quite enjoyed that. Did you play it as male or female? Female. Yeah. Are you yeah, playing as male or female, Chris? Yeah. You're female as well. Yes, yeah, sweet. Yeah, female. I, yeah. I think she was uh-huh. the 
better actor out of the two i feel a lot of people said that when because mm. one of my friends played as the male and when we we're comparing scenes we're just like oh boy yeah oh, right this <laughs> is very different <laughs> but i never played origins i have origins but i haven't played it um but i grew up either. loving assassin's creed i played mm. all of the early ones up to black flag and i didn't okay. really like naval combat which people loved yeah but that was like i i didn't actually finish that game because i didn't enjoy naval combat very much oh really um, oh wow yeah Interesting. but i think i played more like for the storyline i'm like do i really just have to blow up ships right now like this is boring I just yeah want to, I just keep doing it and you had like it forced you to do it like it was yeah you part had of the storyline right definitely and then i didn't play anything up until odyssey what's a pirate without his um, ship so, so i missed a lot but I loved them growing up. Like I, I particularly loved the the initial series and the storyline that came with that. And that yeah. was one that I used to talk about a lot outside of playing. So I knew oh. that that game like had made a big impact on me. And in fact, I've called my Naz drive the Animus. So, oh, <laughs> you know, there's that. Too. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I had a big Assassin's was... Creed phase. Remember that? Oh yeah. Um... Well. I played like all the early ones and I loved it. And then I think, yeah, then you were like, and I haven't really played them. I played the. F- Did you say you started the first one? And then you said, no, nah, it's like. Yeah, what happened was you, like, you kept cool. playing them. And then you gave me Assassin's Creed 2 for my birthday. Um, and yes, you were right. So I played some of the first one. I was like, yeah, it gets really boring, really repetitive. And then you gave me Assassin's Creed 2. And I was just hooked. And I played 2 Brotherhood uh what was the one after that three no no no. there's one no there's one after brotherhood that's still Ezio. Oh, uh, revelations. revelations that's it and yeah. then three and i just finished them all in like the space of like two weeks or something like that like that that's... initial storyline where it was all together was just so good so that was awesome. good yeah and i think maybe like because black flag moved on to new characters as well so i think mm. that might have been i was like a bit sad but I, obviously they couldn't have continued the other storyline um but i loved that initial one and that really got me hooked into it yeah but yeah that's that's why i didn't play red dead redemption 2 straight away but i played it this year and yeah loved well, it a... as a i did odyssey first as well because i didn't want to take on two mammoth games <laughs> um and then it took me three months to play like my 83 hours of red dead because like i was still playing h1 and doing other yeah. stuff and and whatnot but it took a long time but like i really enjoyed that too yeah um, yes yeah, that's what i'm playing Odyssey now. <laughs> yeah. did, you, um, and, uh, did you play Detroit Become Human as well? No. No, we haven't played that. You should play that. That was yeah. one of my favorite games of last year. As well. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Okay. Very, very interesting game and like where all the decisions you make impact other things and there's many different storylines and like so many different endings and you can have characters be good or bad and, you know, it was very, very interesting. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Who did one of our friends play that, didn't they? Who Finn's, was it? Finn's got it. Or am I making that up? No, Finn's got Finn's it. Finn's got it, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was a very, very good game. So probably my three like favourite story games I played last year were that, Red Dead and um, Odyssey. Yeah, right. Yeah, I really need to. I've never really played any... Um, uh, it's David Cage. What's the company called? Massive or something? No, it's not Massive. Massive is... For Detroit? Yeah, yeah, whatever the company's called. I, I've never played any of their, their games, like Heavy Rain and I, I Beyond Two Heavy Souls Rain. and Stone. Uh, Quantic Dream. That's them. That's right, yeah. the developer. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I played Detroit in just under 12 hours, and mm-hmm. 
that game I spoke about for a very long time and went to YouTube and started watching all these endings and like my community oh, right. were doing the same. They're like, oh my gosh, have you seen this ending? And like, <laughs> or this scene that happened. And if you didn't do this, this is what have happened. Like everyone loved it. It was really, really, really good game. Oh. I feel like you're missing out by not having played it. Yeah. Oh. Well, what I need to do, um, Chris, you'll probably need to do the same thing. Last night I installed Wolfenstein oh. 2. Not that. I need to play oh, that because dude, I, we suck. I know, I know. So, <laughs> I installed it. I intend to play it <laughs> very soon because <laughs> I want to play um, Young Blood when that comes out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've oh. been. That is one of the games that people are like. You need to play this. Have you played so, um, uh, I, the new order? Uh, just Wolfenstein games. So it's just so many games. Everyone's favorite games I've played haven't played. I've never played a mm. Borderlands game before. I did play Ten okay. Minutes at E three as the new one, but you know, people are like you've got to play this. This is amazing. Didn't like it. it? Just, um, I didn't know what I was doing, so I'm sorry. I'm not really sure how I feel about it. Um, so when I play VRs, I obsess about loot. I have OCD. I love looting. I pick up way too much stuff, but I have in my brain like a mental. This is what I want to get to have my ideal loot, right? Yeah. But when I play typical looter shooters, because um, I played a little bit of The Division, I played some of Rage, and I want to like them, but I feel like I don't care about, like, I feel like the the storyline isn't fleshed out, because it's obviously a story-based game too, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I lose interest in the characters, and then I really just feel like I'm shooting for the sake of shooting, and I don't really know why I'm doing anything anymore. And it, I find it really hard to retain my interest. And I think it's a little bit harder for me to make a decision on Borderlands, given it was 10 minutes in the middle of the gameplay. Um, but mm. it felt like the same kind of style of gameplay. And don't get me wrong, it's not a bad style of gameplay, but um, I haven't really had one of those grip me in a while. And like I, I, mm-hmm. I tried Rage 3 on three different occasions. Oh, sorry, Rage 2. Two, two? two. yeah. yeah. Rage 2 on three different occasions, <laughs> two, and I yeah. just tried to get into it. And I'm like, I don't even remember my character's name. Like, you know, I've only played eight hours. How do I not even know who I am? And when they say something, I'm like, is that a good guy or a bad guy? Like, I don't know what's going on um so i don't know it's it's interesting i think it might just be a genre that's not necessarily for me mm-hmm. but so many people love it and like i'll probably give it a go when it comes out but as well not having attachment to the ip already from the original games i think probably works against me because i i'm not you know i haven't been waiting years and years for this game to come out and yeah. wanting to see what's happening to the characters because i don't know anything about them well it's gonna so be new characters isn't it I... I have no idea yeah, I haven't played much of him either. Uh, Chris is probably the most experienced with mm-hmm. Borderlands, but even him probably doesn't. Know. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's more of a for for us anyway. I think I speak for both of us. It's just a game that we enjoy playing together. Just we we don't care that much about the story either. Like if you ask me about the story of Borderlands one and two, I couldn't tell you. It's people on like a wasteland but did kind you of. Enjoy them? Yeah, yeah, it was like we didn't finish them, but yeah. it was fun playing together. It was just like us hanging out, playing a game I together. Think that's probably where it's different for me in that I'm, for the most part, a solo player. So yeah. when I play the division, I played um, like before the proper launch. I played a bit of it, and people mm-hmm. were playing like their friends and stuff were playing. I'm like I just want to play this on my own and do my own thing. But I think a lot of the value is in multiplayer. Yeah. But- I think as well being a streamer like who plays solo games mm-hmm. for the most part, I think that might come into it. But I don't know. I've just kind of always, almost always played games by myself. Um, yeah. So I tend to go, well, if I can play it on my own, I'm going to play it on my own for the most part. And a lot of that enjoyment is playing with friends, I would imagine. 
because all my friends who are playing it together are having a great time and they're like do you want to play i'm like eh, I'm just, <laughs> i'll just give it a go on my own and then then i don't play it again yeah so i don't know it's probably just a, a flaw in my own play style in terms of what the yeah, games are targeting no that's but, completely know, fair enough so. yeah exactly no, that's completely fair enough um and yeah that was uh the legend of zelda twilight princess um <laughs> <laughs> why do we always do this that's the best part about the podcast um what do you think Fortnite, then? that's weird yeah true um Fortnite has a really Fortnite? good story um didn't that change it <laughs> um probably do a zelda crossover at some point right they've done so many other yeah definitely 100 percent um, another play another oh my god i can't talk anymore another game that i played was uh the cycle which is in its alpha phase at the moment um it's been made by a studio called jaeger who made games such as spec ops the line which i think chris you loved hmm? spec yep yeah so they made spec ops the line and dreadnought which is on pc and playstation 4 so what it is um it's more the development that's the interesting part about this game i think so yeah as i said it's in alpha at the moment and how they're running it is they're just running tests uh during the weekend so friday to monday you can play the game during the week it's just working on the bugs and um improving the game working on the actual game and then they let um testers play on the weekend so i got a code to to try it out and i played a bit yesterday what it is is it's basically you can play um one of two ways you can play solo or you can play um in a squad so it's a first person shooter essentially you get dropped onto this map and you're Are they go on different sorry game modes solo and squads or you can kind of in a squad mode so they're definitely like separate in the sense of if you're playing solo you won't be playing against squads okay yeah but if you're going solo you can when you meet other players you can ask them if they want to join you and then you form your own squad it is yeah so how it works is you're you're a prospector you go on this planet and you need to mine for these mineral minerals so you find the the minerals like build-ups and you bring in a drill but when you bring down the drill it attracts wildlife so you have the these aliens that start attacking you and you got to fend them off wait for the drill to do its job and then you take the minerals and move on to the next spot that's the basic gameplay loop um and to get new weapons it's basically the kind of counter-strike method where you get money from killing all these aliens and then you go into a certain menu and you buy weapons using credits that you've earned right you start okay. the the particular game with zero credits get credits and buy weapons where it gets interesting is there's other players around that map you don't know where they are but at some point you'll probably run into them and then what you can do is yeah you if you're playing squad you just kill them take their minerals and the whole goal is i think you're on there for like 15 to 20 minutes at the end of the 20 minutes, uh, you need to leave the planet. So you go to a dropship, jump on there, and you leave the planet. And the goal is to be kind of the last survivor and get the most out of the minerals and whatnot. And you get sort of side contracts that you need to do as well to keep it interesting. Um, but it's kind of a battle royale in a way where you need to be the last person surviving. Because everyone will need to... if 
you you're still alive you, you don't respawn if you're still alive at the end of the 15 or 20 minutes um you'll need to meet the other people at the ship and then you can kill them or whatever um i feel like that would kind of get a bit repetitive because like, it was fun playing a couple of games but i mean after a few i'll probably um, get go on they have australian servers um i don't think so um it's not it's not in like it's not even open at this point so i don't it's a it's a german developer um, it wasn't hard for me to find games was ping an issue did it feel like it was no issue? no not really no um it was it was fine i've only played like three games or so but it's been fine all right because i um, might check it i just had a quick look at it i might check it out as well and see i'm basically on the lookout for new shooters yeah, um, cool. Or people's favorite shooters to play. So even though I'm a third-person gamer, especially while we're kind of in limbo, everyone's looking for the next game that really appeals to them. I'm uh, yeah. just jumping back and playing a whole bunch of games, which is why I was in CSGO and PUBG last night. And people are like, are you going to play Fortnite? And Fortnite? <laughs> and I was like, no. No. <laughs> but, That's going to happen. Like... In next stream, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, this is that like Fortnite streamer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can play Fortnite cross-platform because you're saying you can play Fortnite with PC players. Yeah, but then, like, we would have to be playing together. Oh, my God. Can we play Prop Hunt together? Pardon? That would be amazing. Can we play Prop Hunt together on Fortnite? That would be amazing. I don't know. Does Prop Hunt in Fortnite? I'm actually considering trying it with streaming. We just... We talked about that. Yeah. That was before... Was it before? Or I didn't know you were talking about I Fortnite. I, I heard the con- like the conversation about prop hunt. I didn't realize you were talking about Fortnite. Must have missed that part. Yeah, I was talking about playing the Fortnite prop hunt. Right. Yeah, Fortnite prop hunt. Yeah. Yeah, I might. I might actually. I might even try it tonight. Cool. Um, Ooh. I don't know because I'm just. I'm very much in gaming limbo, as a lot of people are. Like, I'm really trying to find the game that's going to grip me. That yeah. I just can't wait to start stream every night to play. That I start stream early because I just want to play it that I want to play it while I'm, while I should be working kind of thing. And right. I, I miss having that draw to a game that I, like, I still want to do that with H1, but I can't based on the community and everything. Like I used to be able to play on Australia any time of the day and have a full lobby. And now it was like, you're the only person oh, in the man. lobby. Um, yeah. So I'm very much looking for something that gives me that drive. And until that time, I'm basically playing four or five new games a week, not, not, not completing them. Um, and then if any of those interest me, I'll play them a couple of extra times. And then, you know, I've started playing through The Witcher 3 because I've never played that before. Oh. Um, and I played I that a before I went away. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm 25, 30 hours in, I think. Um, but again, that's another game where it's very much like it, playing it in a completionist sense gives you the full story. But like it's a lot of content, especially yeah. as someone who's like a BR streamer. It's very different to regular content but it is nice if i don't really feel like playing a shooting game to have a, a story game to fall back to um yeah. but i don't know i feel like a lot of people are in vr fatigue at the moment there's just been so many battle royales people are kind of bored of it but then they don't have anything that they want to go to yeah. because they enjoyed their battle royales when they were in their peaks whichever game was the most appealing to them yeah and everyone's just kind of stuck and most people went to gta rp <laughs> so you know, yeah so. right yeah, well, I hope that's it's the, it's, it's not the cycle that becomes your favorite game because you can only play on on the weekend at the moment, <laughs> so <laughs> that would be hard. Um, the, the, the cycle. I just looked a bit of gameplay trailer 
stuff. Yep. And it looks a bit like um Dauntless in a sense, like just like the graphic sense and stuff like that. Uh, Don't you reckon? Not not as not as cartoony. No? Not as not as <laughs> uh, I kinda get what you mean, like in terms of the colour palette maybe. Um, oh, yeah. But it's not it's not as cartoony. Yeah. yeah. It's um yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's... I'll probably give that a go. I signed up for it, so if I get a key, I'll give it a go one day and just see yeah. how it goes. But yeah, it's I cool. Know, I, I just, I feel just like find it myself trying new games all the time, and I think well, I think that's the beauty about BR. Like, obviously, this isn't a pure BR game, but the concept of BR is repetitive. But it's yeah. the in-game experiences that make it different. So if if there's yeah, enough course. variability in games, because because I, I tell people I don't want to just do a, go into a game and do the same thing over and over again. It's boring. And they're like, you play BR. <laughs> it's like 150 <laughs> of you until the last man standing. It's the same thing. I'm like, but every single game, every single encounter in every game is different. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's just one of those things. It's just, it's really, I feel like it's a really tough time for gamers. Like we have a lot of good games, but yeah. it's like even the biggest streamers, like the biggest streamers I think are struggling and a lot of them are hanging on to Fortnite because like, they've still got their viewer base and their competitive nature, but they're not necessarily enjoying it. Mm. Um, uh, but they don't have something else to go to and yeah. like, kind of jumping around through things. Cause I remember when all the big streamers were like, we don't want to play Fortnite anymore. And they play like two games of Fortnite enough. I remember watching Dr. Lupo do this. He needed to make a YouTube video for Fortnite because Fortnite was like a big part of his YouTube channel. So he played a game of Fortnite. And then took off his top shirt and had another shirt on, played another game, took off that shirt, played another game. So he played three games of Fortnite in three different clothing. His editor was there and said, yep, we've got enough content for three videos. And then he went and played Apex <laughs> for eight hours. What um, the hell? Which is fascinating because like, he uses his stream content to make his YouTube videos. <laughs> double up on his creation. It makes it look like he played Fortnite for three days and then he played Apex You're for three right. days instead. Gosh. Because that's what he was interested in. Um, so it's a very peculiar time, but you know he's he's a hilarious person to watch as well. Yeah. Feel like um, you know Summit One G. Yes, very familiar. Yeah, so he's. I feel like he's gone the route of just he's just playing whatever game that makes him happy now. Like he kind of got went through a period where he was just like, man, I don't even want to play this game. This sucks. Like I'm just gonna play whatever I want to play. And then because he was playing, um, oh, what's that game on X on? Xbox, the pirate one that we played sea for a bit. Sea Thieves, yeah, that's it. Sea Thieves. Um, and everyone hated that game, but he was just like, no, I love it. Like, screw you. See, that's the kind <laughs> of streamer I aspire to be is like, I want to play what I want to play, yeah. not what people expect me to play. Or mm-hmm. like, everyone's going, oh, you know, you'll get better viewership. What if you go to Fortnite? I'm like, no, I won't because I don't enjoy Fortnite. And people can tell and people leave. Like, I don't want to watch. And you could see a lot of streamers went to, we just keep talking about Fortnite. Everyone would think of a Fortnite streamer. <laughs> biggest example like it was a game that absolutely blew up beyond belief yeah, but a lot yeah. of streamers went to Fortnite because it was popular and they didn't like it and you can see that they don't like it and yeah, 100%. they play it and they're getting frustrated they're not having fun like i stopped watching streamers who did that because i wasn't having fun as a viewer and it kind of it's sad like it makes you miss that you know experience with the content creator yeah. but it wasn't an enjoyable experience for me so yeah you know but there's just so many different games and like a lot of mm. the biggest streamers are now going and playing um wow classic my gosh so, i was about to say that well that's what summit was doing he was he went to wow yeah. like and he's i have got nothing to do with wow have but i've watched him play it because he's i think he's just so good to watch just he's, he's funny and he's an um yeah exactly but um 
So yeah, he's like a definitely. he's known in the shooting games, right? But a lot of these yeah. grew up playing WoW like well before they were streamers. So for them, it's like their nostalgia kick. It's yeah. playing WoW yeah. and losing their entire lives into WoW when, when they were teenagers or or whatever. But for me as well, like I see streamers do that, and I don't enjoy WoW. Like I don't enjoy watching WoW, and so it's like, well, if you're not watching WoW, I'll watch you. But like that's because of the way I consume streams is quite different to you like you're watching for entertainment value right whereas i'll like watch and have it on the side and interact occasionally um yeah. but if it's wow like i have no idea what's going on um i'm not mm. focused enough to follow it and then it just stuff doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah but yeah i don't know well yeah i've never played well i played it for like five or six hours and i had viewers playing with me and they'd all played hundreds of hours and they just wanted to rush through everything i'm like hang on i'm still reading the quest i don't know what i'm doing and they're like you've already completed it i'm like this is not how to introduce someone to a game. Come on. And then I never the, guy, it again. the guys last night that I was speaking to, they're all talking about like WoW Classic and going back into it and stuff like that. And it's still like $20 like a month yeah. like to play it. I was like, really? $20 a month for a game that's like 15 years old or something? Like, damn. <laughs> I was like, that's a, that's a fair... Uh... Feel whack to play um, there was game. another quite big streamer and YouTuber um, who, who, who am I thinking of? I would remember his name if I said it. Um, he, but his streaming is his entire career. Like, right, he streams eight, 12 hours a day. And he said he's probably going to take three months away from streaming when WoW Classic releases because he wants to play it the way he wants to play. And he doesn't feel like he can do that when he's streaming because of like what the community is going to tell him to do and all this kind of stuff. And he's going to be distracted. And he's like, WoW Classic is more important to me than my stream which was a really powerful statement, but wow. I guess if a game, if you, pun intended, <laughs> if you grew up, up playing a game that was like a huge part of your life and you want to relive that, mm. trying to relive that with 20,000 people watching you and telling you, you know, how you should do it, I can understand. But I mean, you could also just like hide your chat and then people going, just play with a three-month stream delay. Um, <laughs> but it was... It was an interesting statement to see. And obviously, like, I'm all for people doing what they want to do. But it's also, like, streaming is his career. It's his livelihood. Um, yeah. It is his job. It's not just a side job for him. Um, but very interesting to see. And he wasn't confirming that that's what he was going to do. But he was just warning people. It's like, I could just disappear for three months to play WoW. Um, which I think says a lot about the kind of game that it it is. But I'm just very surprised that someone would do that, too. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's that's um, we had a, a couple of guests on the while a while ago because neither Chris nor I um, have played WoW and they were pretty big on it when um, whatever the latest update was that came out at the time and they were like yeah we've been playing it since it came out and it's just huge and yeah another thing looking looking in, in from the outside but I've always wanted to get into an MMO like remember what was that one that we played a while ago Chris was it Neverwinter. No winter nights or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then you got your money stolen. That's mad. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, someone hacked into my account and just bought a bunch of virtual currency while wow. I was overseas. That was fun. Yeah, good times. Um... Times, good times. <laughs> yeah, so the cycle. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> that's not. Uh, love it. So good. Um, anything else you guys uh, want to add before we wrap up? Have fun. Have be fun. Potato. Be a potato. Wise words Have from fun Emily. being a potato. Yeah. Yeah. Evolve into a potato chip oh, or a wedge. It, it depends what your preference is, right? But I don't discriminate against my potatoes. It's, it's 
like all potatoes. I don't like raw potatoes, but I I had a um my one year part anniversary stream, and I had a a spud cam. So I set up my second webcam. I bought three potatoes from the store. (laughs) I dressed them in clothing, and then you know the French fry crisps that you can buy. Yeah, I fed them that and chocolate (gasps) and chocolate chips during the stream. It was it was. My little moment. Like we go all out with the potato theme. I have a potato grenade as an emote. Like it's it's my whole it's everything. And I figure if you can embrace not being the best <laughs> That's gold. I love that. That's... Would be the best if I wish I was just like just stumbling across your stream and I was just like this chick is feeding potatoes. <laughs> feeding a potato potato potatoes. Yeah. Twitch is crazy bad. <laughs> Uh, I've had some fun with it, but you know you kind of do it every now and then. So people don't just expect you to feed potatoes every stream. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to set that expectation. No. <laughs> well, I have a New Year's party stream where um, I write names on my face um, for like support. So we basically just have every New Year's we have a party. I stream for like twelve hours, just playing party games, doing stuff with the chat, and like any resub or anything like that. And I write the name on my face. Um, and it can oh, be done wow. multiple times and like mine it, i just look ridiculous by the end of the stream this year i did it with face paint and i was just covered and then at the end of the stream i got green face paint and because i use a green screen and i just covered my entire face oh, with green paint and I could see it out face. my face and it, was ter- it was absolutely terrifying i think i scarred myself by doing it oh you just um, see like floating eyes and yeah oh, and then no. eyes and about. Yeah. it was a. Uh... I mean you can have so much fun with streaming and that's the thing like if you take yourself too seriously it's it's going to be a lot harder but if you just kick back and have fun and do whatever yeah. you feel like doing within terms of service and and reason and like you know stay true to yourself and you know some people stream with a persona and that's fine too but for me it's basically what you see is what you get and you know i'll i'll come on stream after i've just had a shower and my hair's wet and then all these you know cranky guys are coming to be like you should go have a shower and wash your hair and like girls <laughs> in the chat like do you not know what it what wet hair looks like like I just, I just, it's me. Like, I don't do anything different. And, like, if you met me in the street, I'd be exactly the same. Like, yeah. and for me, that's what I wanted to do with this stream. I didn't want to feel like I had to put on a show. I wanted to feel like people were seeing my life and how I enjoy games and how I talk with my community. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's just very real for me. And it's just me hanging out with friends and having fun doing it um, as opposed to, you know, whatever other people do. And, like, they can do whatever they want to do. Like, nothing against that, of course. But, like, at the end of the day, if I'm not feeling like it's a massive big performance, I can just sit down and be like, oh, cool, I want to play a game. Let's fire up stream. Doesn't look, it doesn't matter that I haven't slept for a day and a half and I look like it. Oh, jeez. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. So. you got to be yourself. Good fun. Oh, awesome. Very glad I got into it. Yeah, no, that, that's definitely, that sounds awesome. Especially, like, yeah, the, the, the sort of message that you're you're bringing across as well. That's great. Have uh, you guys thought about doing this podcast live? We have. I think we've talked about it a couple of times. It's just um, setting it up because we're doing this remotely. Um, mm-hmm. It's a bit more of a challenge, but we, we'll get there. I think, yeah, it's definitely something I'm, I'm working towards. Because you could really so you wanna... be hitting streaming and recording at the same time and there you go, you're live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's definitely on the cards and I think, um, yeah, just streaming games during the week and then do the podcast live, that's that's definitely on the cards. Yeah, yeah it was like, a, I think we're going to try and do like, because we have this thing called 
Monster Nights, right? Mm-hmm. And it was every Friday. This is about how long ago do you reckon we started this, Rog? Probably, like, probably about ten years now. Ten. 10 years ago yeah, 10 years ago um roger used to come over to my house this is when he was working at like mcdonald's back in the day <laughs> and he'd have work he'd have he'd start work at like four and six four o'clock sometime. four thirty in the morning yeah um it didn't stop us though and we'd play video games every friday night and he'd bring over his like tv and his playstation and he would just play video games buy junk food and just bring the tv as well yep yeah good old good old yeah dedication yeah that's right tv is on the back seat and then um and we always used to yeah and we used to just drink like the monster energy drink and we used to get the stickers off it and put it on the playstation so our playstation would just be covered in like monster stickers and we just end up calling it monster night because we just drink monsters and play video games like that's all we would do and but seeing life moves on and we are in like a bit busier now. totally different areas now and yeah. but we do it now and we still do it like but it's probably like once a month now but we want to kind of like we should stream that from like yeah like button like that and um i mean at the end of the cool. day you can stream anything right and if you there are yeah. people who stream in other communities where the two people who are streaming both have cameras on because you can capture cameras in Discord or in Skype or anything like that, and you can both be on the stream, and you can even have both your screens if you wanted to, just depending on how mm. you were doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, just one of you playing a game or whatever, or you know, one of you sitting in Discord and only seeing one person's gameplay or swapping during the night or anything like that. And at the end of the day, if you're having fun, like it's a good way to document it, and you're going to potentially be attracting like-minded people and then making more friends who want to be part of it and sharing it, and you know, it's helps you know i think putting yourself out there on many different platforms is really beneficial too um in any kind of content creation um yeah. you know more eyes on your content that's in line with what you're trying to do helps mm-hmm. helps in every sense yeah definitely no it's it's 100 on the cards i've been yeah just putting some some things together because yeah we want to do it not not properly like in the sense that like you were saying earlier you know buy two thousand dollars worth of equipment and then yeah, yeah you know it doesn't work out kind of thing but you know at least have something decent before we can do that but no definitely under cards well let me know when you do I'll oh check it out yeah we'll do definitely um but anomaly thank you so much for for joining us today that was a lot of fun it was well, thank you for having me absolute pleasure having awesome. you on and yeah giving you giving us a bit of insight on what it's like uh, to be a streamer Absolutely. It's my first podcast, as I said. Really enjoyed it. So thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> awesome. And uh, what's the best way for... Sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and what's the best way for, for our listeners to um, find your streams? So on Twitch, uh, my channel is Anomaly, which is A-N-O-M-A-L-L-Y. It's a pun on the word Anomaly because my name is Ali. Um, so also a little pun on Anonymous Ali. I tried to be cool with it. Not sure how well it worked came up with a laser <laughs> tag so you know just translated across and yeah. uh twitter is anomaly tv and they're the best two places to get me awesome awesome oh i thought you were gonna um, say something else there chris that's why we're quiet but obviously oh, no, that's not I happening you were gonna say something so it was like yeah i was like i think my, my no you see what happened something. what happened was i realized after a few seconds that you said awesome but initially i thought you said also mm. but that's fine we'll we'll move on <laughs> what's the best way awesome. to, for... <laughs> <Let's move on. laughs> 
<laughs> so professional. Uh, tell me about it. Chris, what's the best way for people to find you on the internets? They can find me on the Instagram at uh, christofini.gaming, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-I-N-I-E.gaming. Um, I just post some, some gaming pics. Some goodies. <laughs> some goodies. What I played and awesome. yeah, some goodies and stuff like that. Uh, how about you, man? Uh, you can find our uh, Instagram if you look up a button mash pod, one word, B-U-T-T-O-N-M-A-S-H-P-O-D. Uh, you can also find all of our episodes uh, on our website, which is www.buttonmashpod.com. Uh, you can also find the podcast on pretty much any podcast directory at this point. Um, you can email us your feedback, good and bad, at buttonmashpod at gmail.com. And we've got a Facebook page, Button Mash, but, button yeah. mash, button mash Podcast is where that is. Um, but that's it for this week, people. Um, thank you so much, Anomaly, for joining us. Chris, for hanging out with okay. me, as always. And listeners, for listening okay. to the show. We'll speak to you next week. Final round.